in my mind, you know, when we think of service members, um, I think of, you know, anyone that has served, regardless of, you know, whether they have deployed, whether they have been active duty, National Guard, Reserves. We had steak and lobster too, but it was the new steak and lobster MRE. <laughs> I don't know what the um, Army brings to Eastman, but I'm sure the Air Force brings a lot. <laughs> we only have two We air freight so way too much. People. Or, or whatever it may be with the Marines eating crabs. Alright, so welcome to Tavern Talks with Evets. Today is our first episode. I'm pretty excited to have uh, guest speaker here with us today. So before we get started, we're going to do some introductions. First of all, I'm Jacqueline Keeney. I'm one of the co-leads for EVETS. I was in the Tennessee Air National Guard for six years, enlisted. Now I work at Eastman Chemical as a logistics planner. Travis, you want to introduce yourself? All right, uh, Travis Featherstone. I uh, was in the infantry, in the Army infantry, for uh, just over five years and uh, transitioned out and have been at Eastman for about three years now. All right, and then our special guest is our former lead and uh, just all-around great man. So, Brandon, if you will, take us away with your introduction. Yeah, so uh, Brandon Horn uh, served in the military for 23 years and retired in December. Served as both a military police officer and engineer. Uh, I've been with Eastman since 2007 uh, and enjoyed every minute of it. Ah, I like it. So for our first episode, really all we're going to do here is we're going to talk about what is a veteran? What is a veteran to us? What is a veteran to Eastman? And just kind of do it open chat style. So let's start with you, Travis. What do you define a veteran as? Oh man, that's a, that is a very complex question, I think, because, uh, you know, by definition, it's somebody that has a lot of time in something, right? Whether you're a veteran of football or baseball or you know veteran of the company because you've been there for 35 years but you know in my mind you know when we think of service members um, I think of you know anyone that has served regardless of you know whether they have deployed whether they have been active duty National Guard reserves um, you know if you have signed up for military service um, in, in a in all voluntary military time, um, or, or even back in the day when it wasn't you know voluntary, um, I think that 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 holds something special where you, you you think about things greater than yourself. And so, in my mind, the veteran is somebody that had served military time, um, and even you know regardless of, of you know particularly uh, you know what country you know we're a global company, so um, we definitely want to honor folks that uh, have served in other countries. I like it. Brandon, what do you have to add there? No, I mean, I kind of agree with everything that Travis said. I mean, a veteran's pretty much anyone that's served. I mean, when you think about the concept of anybody trying to make that sacrifice, I, I feel like sometimes there is some translation lost in what a veteran is versus a combat veteran, uh, and I think we really just need to look at that hard, you know. Some people sign up for the reserves and spend six to eight years, 10, 12, and 
some people do active duty for two or three and I think sometimes some of the older individuals uh, in my age group I guess you would say um, have done two or three years in reserve or five or six back in the late 80s and they really don't consider themselves a veteran um, because we weren't in a time where things like Afghanistan and Iraq were happening um, but the reality is they're a veteran you know they were willing to make that sacrifice do those things they learn those extra skills and trades and uh, camaraderie that happens that goes along with the military so you know I, I hope that everybody understands that I mean a veteran is just anybody that's that's took time to uh, make that sacrifice I I agree with that I think a lot of our veterans have almost kind of this imposter syndrome. They think that for whatever reason, their service didn't count, whether they didn't deploy or they weren't in during a time of duty or almost like a, they didn't give enough. They didn't make that, you know, a big enough sacrifice in their own way that they don't count themselves as a veteran. And as far as Eastman goes, we don't want to just recognize people that made such a large sacrifice. We want to recognize anyone who said, I want to serve in any sort of capacity in the military, both U.S. and uh, other nations as well. So what do you think about that, the people who don't think their service counts? I mean, I think they should think otherwise, you know. Um, really think about, you know, what you were prepared to do, not what you did. Uh, you know, at any moment's time, you'll be ready for the nation's call. Uh, when I think about it, there's a, it's been a few years back, but I ran into an individual out here uh, that worked at Eastman and had served here in Vietnam. And he had since retired, but the whole time he worked at Eastman, he never kind of talked about his veteran status, and he didn't want to think about it, talk about it, because he felt like people might judge him or et cetera. But it, it came to a point in time, he said, matter of fact, he was talking about the Bristol race, and he said, I was at the Bristol race, and I was wearing a hat, and somebody said, thank you for your service. He was like, at that point in time, you know, it, it kind of kicked me. Why am I not talking about it? Why am I not uh, proud of what I've done? Uh, as I think all of us should be. Yeah, I agree. Do you, do you think that geographically there's areas around the, the U.S. where where people are just you know, more or less like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of suppressed or, uh, not suppressed, but uh, just the, the community message isn't, you know, s you know, stand up, raise your hand, you're a veteran kind of thing. Um, I mean, we're in Tennessee and it's a very prideful thing here, but I'm thinking geographically around the U.S., uh, there might be areas where people just like, eh, no, I'm not a veteran. I mean, I think there could be places around the U.S. that are that way, or any other country for that matter. And, um, you know, honestly, we've came a long way since some of the earlier wars and the appreciation of our veterans. Um, and hopefully we can continue down that path. Obviously, you know, under the current climate, there are things that, you know, there's some concerns. And so there may be some reluctancy now, reluctancy to yeah. actually talk about being a veteran right now. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a special guest that just decided to join us, and we're happy to have him. He is the new face of events. He's giving interviews and getting his photo made, and we're excited to have him as part of our team here today. So, Travis, if you could, give us a little bit about what you do in the military he's currently in, and then what you do at Eastman as well. So we'll start with the uh, military. I've been in 11 and a half years in the Tennessee National Guard. Um, right now I'm a platoon sergeant in our headquarters uh, platoon for the mortars. Um, 
for Eastman. I'm a first operator. I've uh, been there for six and a half years. I'm also the uh, internal advocacy lead, I'm speaking our other military's personnel opinions. And overall, I like both of them. Awesome, awesome. Well, welcome to our chat. Today we're kind of discussing veterans. What what do we think a veteran is? What does Eastman recognize as veterans? And we're kind of on this topic of a lot of veterans don't want to raise their hand and say, yes, I served. And I just kind of want your opinion on it. Why do you think we have some veterans who don't want to stand up and say, okay, I count, I, or no, I don't count, or hey, um, you know, I, I don't want to self-identify. I don't want to join EVETS. I don't want to stand up when, you know, the song is played and recognize myself and my service. I think this goes back to, I believe you said it before, Jacqueline, about people don't think that they sacrifice as much as the people did back in uh, World Wars. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a different time where a lot of it's peacetime right now, and they don't think that they deserve the same recognition that they do back, back then. I 100% agree so with that. I interest, uh, interestingly, I, I heard something, um, I'm trying to think who it was. It was a speaker that that said, you know, um, our military's at war, America's not at war. And really in the context, uh, this person was talking about like kind of a Nashville region. She was like, I go to, I go out to malls, I go to bars, I go to concerts, I go to football games. I don't really feel like I'm at war. And I think one of the the impacts of that is society, you know, even though we might be prideful and there's there's a lot of like thanks to be given to military service members, you know, when you come back you don't really feel like we're at war. And and if you if you have deployed or you haven't deployed, probably even more so if you haven't deployed, you know, you don't feel like you've contributed, you know, while I'm off in Afghanistan for fifteen months fighting you know, my parents are going on vacation, they're going skiing in Colorado, you know what I mean? If you think about some of the other coin generations, right, the greatest generation, World War II, right, the whole country mobilized. Um, even in Vietnam, you know, the whole country mobilized. Now, it might have been against the war, there might have been a lot of sentiment against uh, soldiers at that time, but the country felt like you know, you were at war, and so there was, there was much more to be thankful for. I feel like because refrigeration factories, you know, turned into bomb making, you know, factories, and people gave up, you know, uh, unlimited gas at the pump so that, you know, the troops had gas and things like that. And they had war bonds. Um, and nowadays, it's well, yeah, I know this guy that served in the military and he deployed once to Iraq, but I didn't. There was no impact to me over here. So I think that might add some to it as well. So as far as our veterans at Eastman, if you all could give them one message and say, this is why you should identify, this is why we value your service, what would your message be? Travis Coomer, we'll start with you, bud. My point of view on that is Eastman Eastman isn't necessarily looking for the people that fought in World War One, World War Two. We're looking for people that has took the oath on their own to volunteer to serve the country as well as they would their company they work for. Um, we go through we go through a lot of training 
to get where we are, uh, we, we learn a lot of value and respect and discipline, and that's what Eastman's looking for. Not, not that you've been overseas, not that you've done anything else besides just join, join the country's uh, military. Brandon? Yeah, so I think there's a, a certain skill set that they could take advantage of. You know, I don't think any of us go into life thinking that, um, or coming to Eastman thinking that they can't use that skill set. I think there's places that each of us have probably learned something in the military that could be useful to Eastman, um, whatever it may be. And I think there's like a the camaraderie. Mortars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a, a skill set. Yeah, there's a skill set like leadership, though, you know. <laughs> Timing, planning. I don't know what um, the Army brings to Eastman, but I'm sure the Air Force brings a lot. <laughs> we only have two and We jets, air freight so way too much. People. I've seen some of those distribution costs. We air freight way too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, look at planning and logistics for all this stuff. You know, I mean, there's a skill set that comes into that, that that maybe sometimes our veterans at Eastman don't realize. You know what? I never thought about it that way. I never realized that, you know, um, doing those inventories every month would count as logistics whatever it may be and, and it does and I think they need to realize that hey you know what there are some skill sets I learned that maybe there's other things I can do that can help this company um, I, I think also when you look at the camaraderie the things you learn in the military I think I think some of those skill sets can be brought over to Eastman in regards to becoming a big family and helping each other out yeah. yep. so what you're saying just just clarifying for my own is not only is it important for them to identify in all the systems but also hey let my management know that I was in let's have that conversation just kind of have this open dialogue of hey I don't think you realize but I was in the army for 10 years and this is a situation I was in in the army and we did this and I think it might be useful to Eastman and kind of relying on those experiences instead of just kind of pushing them to the side because you don't think that service counted. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I, 100% they should come out and, and, you know, they should use that for whatever it may be at Eastman as far as their career is concerned, you know. Uh, obviously, we have e-jobs out there and, and, and a lot of these jobs that are posted, you know, just keep an eye out uh, for something that, you know what, I actually have that skill and that trait that I learned in the military and I never thought about it. Uh, and so there's another place that I could actually benefit Eastman because I was really good at that. So it's, it's also interesting, too, that it, it's really hard to put on a job app, or not a, a you know, a seeking employment, a role and responsibility. It's really hard to put, you know, team building skills or, you know, I want somebody that puts the mission over self or puts the team over self, right? Every business knows that that's invaluable. Um, and those kind of people that really grind it out, really sacrifice you know, what they call sacrifice for the company. A lot of that's shifting and a lot of that's changing. Um, you know, it, it, this day and age, when you look at the you know, average, I, got, I don't know if it's a career span over a company, it's shortening more and more and more. So you've got people that are incentivized to move, incentivized to leave. Um, but if you can capture really you know, folks that, you know, I want you to be on a team, I want you to be on this team for you know, three or four or five years, and I want team over self kind of aspects. I think you draw a different crowd. Um, when I think of, you know, why people should identify, I almost think of it like, 
you know, as you're putting together your CV, um, you know, some of the, the aspects that Eastman celebrates in the system, hey, do you have a degree? Do you have a Six Sigma certification? You know, are you, you know, did you get the ad car training? Are you proficient in Power BI? I feel like those are very corporate-centric things, but there's also a, an aspect that can be celebrated by saying, you know, did you serve? You know, if, if somebody served in the military, you know, for an instance, they went through something tough. They persevered themselves. They learned about teams. They learned about, you know, mission over self, purpose over self. When I look at somebody that has a degree, they persevered something. You know, we don't all have the same exact story, but it might have been, you know, the single mom that was getting her degree at night while working two jobs. Um, and that, again, should be, you know, there's there's an aspect of celebration of sacrifice in there. And I don't think that, uh, you know, when veterans don't self-identify, I don't think that they see that with the company recognizing that. And, and again, it, it could start from, you know, from the top or from the leadership and saying, hey, we do recognize this stuff um, and we do want to celebrate it. I like it. So interesting statistic. I, I heard this at a symposium I went to a few years ago is that when companies are looking at retention, they should really consider veterans because if you have the right internal advocacy and transition modules in place and you get the veteran past their seven and 13 month kind of mile markers where they're most likely to leave the company. If you get them past those mile markers, mm -hmm. they will stay at the company for their entire career because they have that kind of team over self mentality. Yeah. And so companies like Eastman who are looking at these retention rates that are just, I mean, getting worse and worse as the years go by, why don't they consider more veterans? Because veterans know they want to stay at the company. So. Something else that I thought was interesting that we came up with, and we did a survey about this a few years ago, is, you know, what when people think of veterans, what do they think of? And we've kind of talked about it. They think of teamwork. They think of, okay, well, you've got this ability to go through the motions, and you're kind of stern, and you're rigid. And that may be an outsider's perspective of a veteran. But as the four of us sit here, as veterans are currently serving in every capacity that we've covered, what do you think a veteran is or shows that maybe other people who are civilians and don't have that direct military experience wouldn't expect from us? I mean, I'll start off. I mean, honestly, I think teamwork, leadership, uh, sense of duty. I think if you look at anybody that served in the military, uh, there's so many values that are gained that are attributes that could be valuable to anywhere. And I think if you just sit back and take time to look at those and what you can attribute uh, for the company as an overall, it, when we talk about what we were talking about, whether you should identify or not, that's the reason you should come out and talk about it. Uh, because there's a skill set that you have that may not necessarily be identified yet if you've not talked about it. Something I, I know and I feel in my heart, and you all might laugh at this just a little bit, is a common saying in the military is, hurry up and wait. You rush to one point, the orders change, everything changes, you have to wait for something, and then you're just constantly adapting to these new situations, new leadership, and nothing's set in stone until you're there and doing the task in front of you. And a lot of people see veterans as almost rigid you know we stick to the rules we stick to the original plan and that's it and they don't realize that our service gave us the soft skill of just adapting at a moment's notice 
all right, well, here's the new plan. Let's figure it out and how we're gonna make it happen with less resources, less time, less people, but by God, we're gonna get it done on time. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I think. And another thing is, you know, we'll, we'll be put in the worst situations. I mean, I mean, I was Air Force. I can't really talk about the worst situations. <laughs> the air conditioning went out. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was my worst situation. Wi-Fi's oh. down. <gasps> no, not the Wi-Fi. But, you know, when even when things get bad, you still manage to work with your team and you have fun and you crack jokes and you look back and you're like, yeah, that sucked at the time, but we made it fun and we look back on it. And it's, it's a fun memory mm -hmm. to look back on. So I think that's two things people don't really see as veterans as is adaptable and we have this positive attitude. Well, we'll make the best of a crappy situation because that's what we've learned to do. What other soft skills can you all think of? Soft skills? Or so hard when skills. I, when I think of, well, you know, when I, I think of some of like the, the biases, right, about veterans, uh, some of the words and things that you had listed, you know, one of the interesting things that really comes to mind is, I think that veterans, they really want to be vulnerable, right? They want to be human, they want to be vulnerable, but at the same time, because we wear a uniform, because we're perceived as shooting a weapon, you know, we have to be this superhero tough. So you can't cry, you can't go to the medical center because this, you know, you're in the infantry. You're not allowed to do that, you know. Oh, well, you're a lieutenant, so you can because you're weak. Well, no, as a lieutenant, I actually can't because I can't go because if I do, all my guys are going to go. Um, <clears throat> but one of the great things about the military is as you develop that trust, you can actually be very, very vulnerable with your small safety net of, of people. And I think that's really where some of, at least for me, where some of the veteran stuff comes into play. I might not know you and I, you know, I had the great chance of meeting all of you, you guys here. Um, but very quickly I knew that I could kind of just be myself with you. You know, I didn't have to be this, oh, I'm in business casual, I work in building one, um, oh, what is uh, this director going to think, you know, kind of thing, you know. Um, and so I think that you have a level of, of, of wanting to be vulnerable, but at the same time everyone knows, okay, well, you're a Vietnam veteran and you were there. Or you were a World War II veteran and you weren't coming home until the mission was done. You know, so it, it, there's these perceived bolt-on biases that kind of hinder your own ability to, to be you know, an individual. Right. Other Travis? I just wanted to uh, hit on the <clears throat> teamwork a little bit. Um, just just share an example. Just recently, within the past week, we had uh, we had a new operator been at the been at the company for probably five months or so. Finally, move on to his uh, apprenticeship, and he just came to my department, and he he's a little shy. He's still he's still in fundamentals, going through it, and uh, once once. Once I realized he had been in the Marines for four years, and he realized I was in the Army, we we clinged together, mm -hmm. and we were able to joke around. He loosened up a whole lot, um, like a battle buddy kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that just builds more teamwork. I know, anytime, even though we don't know each other, I know anytime I'm out in the field doing something, he's gonna come help. Um, he's already established that going into a shutdown. He said, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna be right there with you the whole time." Yeah. Um, and and also accountability you know it's pushed in our brain so much to be where we need to be in the proper uniform with our proper gear 15 minutes prior to 15 minutes essentially mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to Eastman needing something or any anybody 
we know to be there. We know we got to be there early to get a good seat for the for the say. Um, just there's a lot of skill sets that we bring, and we don't even realize it until until <clears throat> we do it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's interesting because, and I think that's a lot of it too. Is people rec- sometimes people recognize that. Um, and I, I just recently had a you know a team member tell me he was like really when I, I think back of how we executed one of the projects that I was on he was like your level of detail and planning was so robust and how you even communicated with like CSRs which were like three arm length distances they didn't even really need to be in on the discussion but they did and, and I, I kind of I sat back and I thought about that and I was like well that's kind of like a talking to you like a different battle space owner you know what i mean like, it's like hey just so you know i'm gonna do some stuff over here yeah. but uh, i don't want it to mess with everything that you've got going on over here and and the and the csrs were so appreciative even though i didn't change anything for them i didn't make their life worse or better like they were just so appreciative of just the detail of talking to them and i thought that he was like you know i bet you got that from your military experience and i was like oh yeah i guess i might have <laughs> i mean maybe it's kind of one of those things it's like you know, I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to have any impact on anybody on the base, but I'm going to send it to everybody just in case because I don't want somebody coming back oh, and saying, Oh, so you do the reply all at oh, Eastman, huh? yeah. Reply all 100%. All Eastman, reply all. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, I'm just going to submit this software change. I'm sorry if it brings down our entire pricing software for a week. As long as it doesn't shut down pipelines. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Too soon. Let's not do that. I was talking about the Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, man. That's more important than gas. That is more important than gas. I'm not going to lie. Every time I go to Chick-fil-A, I have for years, I've always got extra sauce, and I just have a drawer of Chick-fil-A sauce. So if well, anybody no wonder, needs it. No wonder we're short. Hey, it's been years. It's been years. I didn't hoard any gas, okay? So, so real quick, I'd just like to take time to highlight why other people should come out as a veteran. It's, it's just the camaraderie amongst everybody. Just for example, this conversation that's going on right now. Yeah. Meeting other people inside and sharing stories and just talking about the, you know, making fun of the Air Force like Jacqueline's involved with, <laughs> and, you know, whatever it may be, uh, the luxuries that they have. Uh, uh, You're just jealous that our food or, is better than anything or, or you can have. Or, or whatever it may be with the Marines eating crayons, no, no pun to any <laughs> Marines out there. Uh, but it's just getting out and enjoying the camaraderie that still exists yeah. when you leave the military and realizing, you know what, there's a lot of things I could still learn uh, and bring back. As value yeah no that's I mean that's a good point because it's positive funny things too like if I were to sit down and talk with you know with somebody that I used to work with at a different company we probably wouldn't start talking about all the funny things we would talk kind of about the, all the gripes and the complaints and man can you believe this or do you remember when this happened you know like um, and I, I it's kind of one of those you know uh, they all talk kind of the same language right we all know that the Air Force has air conditioning and internet, you know, before runways. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, I'm just happy to have my steak and lobster on Thursdays. Don't forget that substandard living allowance. So, yeah. We had steak much, and lobster, lobster too, but it was, it was the new steak and lobster MRE. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you didn't heat it up enough, it tasted like cat food. <laughs> I thought that was all army food. (laughs) I was on an army base for four months and it was horrible. Never take me back. That's rough. (laughs) Four months. You had something to be grateful for though that year. So grateful. (laughs) Man, let me tell you. But no, I I think this is a a great stopping point. I want to thank you all for the amazing conversation today. 
again, this was Tavern Talks with the Evets. We're going to have a couple episodes out for you all to binge listen to, and we'll hopefully continue this trend throughout the year to give you updates on what Evets is doing for the veterans at Eastman and in the communities of the different manufacturing facilities, and also just kind of what we can do to better help the veterans. So if you have any topics you want discussed or Heck, if you want to come out and meet us at a tavern one day and have some input, please shoot us an email and let us know. We appreciate all the feedback. And gentlemen, I appreciate you and the discussion today. And I'd just like to say Air Force is still the best branch. <laughs> Don't turn it off yet. It's on you. <laughs> well, you have a competition now. Space Force is up there, too. They're not even real yet. <laughs> hey, I applied for a door gunner position. They're real. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all again. Enjoy your... Uh, beverages and we'll talk again soon.